Hello and welcome to Asia Gaming Briefs podcast series. Today I'm talking with Professor Wolfgang Arlt. He's the founder and director of the China Outbound Tourism Research Institute. We're going to be talking about Golden Week and where the Chinese actually went. We know they didn't go to Macau, but what did they do? And we also talk about the million dollar question as to when China will reopen its borders. Thank you for joining us, Professor Wolfgang. Very, very nice to see you again. Um, Obviously, Golden Week for Macau has been a complete wash. What about the rest of China? Well, uh, the Chinese obviously had no choice for traveling other than domestic. Uh, they're still caged in in their country. But uh, even with that, uh, many Chinese have been traveling. But according to the data we get from China, it has been less than in uh, 2019 and even a little bit less than 2020. So, uh, so it, it was expected to be better, but of course in recent uh, weeks, there have been new flaring ups of the, the cases in some parts of China. And so it seems also that the government position was actually discouraging people to travel. So it's still, uh, probably the Chinese uh, tourism industry makes more money than uh, tourism industry in many other parts of the world, but still uh, it has been, I think, a kind of, quite a disappointment. Right. Where did they go when they were traveling? Well, we can see that uh, there have been some trends already uh, starting from, from last year, which seem to continue, that there is... Uh, something new uh, staycation, that people actually stay in their own region. Uh, Self-drive is very popular, uh, which means uh, that you go uh, maybe just a few hundred kilometers away to some, some close by places uh, using uh, armies. So caravaning has gained uh, importance. Uh, so this is one trend. Uh, and the other trend is of course, to go to places which feel almost like outside of the country. So uh, Yunnan or Tibet or uh, Inner Mongolia or Guangxi, where you have minority people. Uh, so all these uh, mostly fake uh, culture villages uh, where the minority people uh, put on their traditional dress during the day and go back to their jeans in the evening when the tourists are gone. Uh, so but, and uh, so that this is something where I think uh, for many Chinese so that they can feel it's all, almost like a foreign country visit. And you have, of course, Hainan, which is a, a duty-free island. So for shopping uh, and for luxury tourism. So if you want to have a feeling which is almost like Dubai, uh, then uh, it, it, is, it is Hainan. But clearly it is, uh, uh, what has changed is, and I had a couple of discussions about this, uh, that it is now, so I think many Chinese have been surprised uh, how many different parts of China are and, and that is, so it, it became more prestigious. So I think before, if you were not traveling outbound, you were either poor or, or too stupid or to, uh, to travel, uh, or didn't dare to travel. So I think it has, in line with the government policies, it has become more like a patriotic thing and a politically correct thing uh, to enjoy your own motherland. Uh, so that is another trend. We have 
there's something called Guochun, uh, where which means buy things made in China. So many brands, now the luxury brands get competition from Chinese brands. And so this idea of uh, patriotic customer behavior, uh, I think is also a tourism. So uh, that's, that's what we can see, but it, it's clearly uh, people travel less, but they spend less even more. So the, the, the right. space is going down more than the uh, number of travels. Do you think once the borders do open up that there is still that pent up demand there or have we seen a bit of a sea change at all? Well, there is, of course, there's a lot of pent up demand and then don't forget, not all travel is leisure. So, so there are certainly uh, some students here in Hamburg in Germany, Chinese students who got a baby in the meantime and the poor grandparents for more than a year had no chance to also see the baby. And you have a lot of business people. Uh, and of course you can do some business on Zoom, but if you have a Chinese company uh, with an office in let's say Europe and they want to employ a new CEO or say what you want to meet this person <laughs> personally before you decide, uh, and, and stuff like that. So there's, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, demand, uh, educational demand to students. Now, universities are opening up to face-to-face to -face, uh, teaching. So now the, the students have to come to the universities abroad. So there's a lot of, of that. And also, of course, there is still uh, a high demand to go away. Of course, if it is not two seasons, they, can't, they couldn't travel. So I wouldn't say that the pent-up demand has doubled. So there is some things are lost simply in time. You can't, you can't, you can't go back in time. So, but clearly there will be lots of Chinese people traveling once they uh, are allowed to. And there have been surveys saying that about half of the Chinese are saying as soon as it is possible. And they think that the, the destinations are more or less safe so that the majority of people there have been vaccinated then they will travel right that's um that's a, an interesting point i guess and then we come around to when will that be when will they be allowed to do it i mean china's probably one of the only countries in the world that still has a rigid zero covid policy there are two more there are two more yeah. one is north korea and and the other is Turkmenistan. Right, okay. <laughs> but yes, of course, no, you're right. No, of course, uh, China is the only country in the world left now that even the, the Aussies and uh, the Kiwis have found out that this is a nonsense policy. But China is the only country still insisting. And I mean, it reminds me of the fool sitting on the bank of the river who wants to cross the river and he says, okay, I will wait until the water stops and the river flows on forever. When will China open up? I mean, this is a $1 million question, obviously. Mm. I've been asked, <laughs> been asked this many times. And I have to say that I have been throughout the year, I have been rather on the optimistic side. And, I've been, and I, in, in, in spring, I assumed that by now we will have the Chinese opportunity starting again. But with all the changes in the politics in China, with all this radical uh, developments which were done 
regardless of the economic costs. If this is the closure of harbors, just because there's a few cases uh, of people getting uh, COVID-19, uh, but nobody has died in China on COVID-19 now for, for more than half a year. So it is, there is no COVID-19 in China in terms of people dying from that. So, uh, and, but also all the other activities, all the uh, actions against the tech companies, which cost uh, trillions of dollars and, but also uh, that there has been announcement that uh, the affluent Chinese will have to pay more taxes in the future, uh, that uh, you are not allowed to have your kids learning English with a foreigner uh, online anymore, uh, that uh, now from, from, uh, from one-child policy now that uh, uh, there is pressure put on people to have more children, and so, so there's a lot of activities where you would think from an economic point of view, wow, this is a, a energy cuts uh, latest, uh, where you think oh, from an economic point of view that that's a big problem, the government will have to do something against it. But where this is seen, it seems that politics have taken uh, the upper hand position. And so therefore the argument closing the border is bad for the Chinese economy at the moment, doesn't seem to have much uh, traction in in Beijing, and the doing the politically correct thing seems to be more important at the moment. How long this can go on? Who knows? But so certainly, I think from the announcements about the Olympic Games and the Paralympic Games, it can be deducted that China will be closed until March, uh, when the Paralympics end. If, and then, well, let's hope that then uh, from Easter in our calendar, uh, China will open up and maybe it will be gradually, maybe it will be done not for the whole world, but just for, for some countries first. But of course, there have been some pessimistic voices uh, saying uh, November 2022 is when uh, Xi Jinping wants to be reelected for a third time. So the first time a Chinese leader is getting the third term uh, and that for uh, questions of stability of the country, uh, China will be closed for another year, which, well, I, I hope that's not true. What would that mean for Macau if that was the case? Well, what would that mean for Macau and what would that mean for Hong Kong as well? Well, nothing good, nothing good, that's for sure. So, uh, and, and therefore, yeah, this is the, the question. So that from, 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 the, from the outside, you would think, no, Beijing has no interest in, in, in putting Macau and Hong Kong into deep economic trouble, uh, just politely. <laughs> and, and, but, well, that is what it seems, what seems to, to, to happen. So. I had the impression in the past months that Macau was somehow spared uh, all the restrictions and that the some of the restrictions on Hong Kong and on online gaming and so on were actually supporting gaming industry in Macau, but that seems no longer be the, to be the case. One last question then. So the integrated resorts around Asia that have been targeting that market, 
should pick up on that in terms of providing more in terms of experiences, non-gaming entertainment, those elements. Yes, yes. Of course, gaming will still be important, but I think you have to add other attractions to that. And that will be family-based stuff, so educational activities for kids, and but also uh, not just being behind uh, barbed wire walls, uh, isolated from the, from the rest of the destination, but uh, opening the gates and also uh, making sure that this is something where you can enjoy also the place you're where you actually are. And, 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 and that will be also a way to have additional income of course for, 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 for this resource. Thank you for joining us today. I've been talking with Professor Wolfgang Alt. He's the director and founder of the Chinese Outbound Tourism Institute.